Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're starting a series today called um, Together, which is all about relationships. It's not only about um, marriage relationships, it's about all sorts of relationships because life is about relationships, really. Church is actually about relationships. It's about how we get along with each other. So we're going to be talking about all the different aspects to a great relationship. They're very important. Who would agree? Relationships are very important. And the Bible is full of advice for building great and lasting relationships in friendships, marriage, parenthood, leadership, employer relations and partnerships. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm going to be too loud, Bill. Uh, for me, um, if things are going well in my relationships, I feel like life is going well. If things are not going so well in my relationships, or if I'm feeling lonely, if I'm feeling disconnected, it doesn't actually matter what other great things are going on in my life. If my relationships aren't working, life is not good. It's not great. So if my relationship with Paul or with my children um, is having challenges, no matter what other great things are going on, the shine... It's sort of the shine is taken off my life. If things are not going well with your friendships, if you're here today and you're not married, if things are not going well with your friendships, with your um, other important people in your world, the shine, it won't be as shiny, it won't be as happy. So relationships matter. So today we're going to talk about taking relationships to a higher level. Because Jesus wants to take our lives, our whole life, all of us. He wants us to go to a higher level. The Bible says that he changes us from glory to glory. So he's always changing and transforming us and saying, come on, come up here. Come on, I have more. And that is, the tr- that is true for every aspect of our lives and it's true for our relationships. Who's happy about that? It's fantastic. Look, the thief's purpose, John 10 says, is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose, this is Jesus talking, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus' purpose for you is a rich and satisfying life. And a rich and satisfying life, so many times, is found in the relationships we have. That's where it is. That's, it's not found in the car I drive or the place I live. It's found in the people in my life. I found that when I give a relationship, an everyday, ordinary relationship, if I hand it over to Jesus and he gets into the middle of it, because we need God in our relationships, it becomes extraordinary. It goes from ordinary to extraordinary, because that's what he does. He makes me a better person. He makes me more giving, more loving and less selfish and that's got to help my relationships, hey? That helps all of our relationships. So, 
How do we allow God to be part of our relationships? How do we have meaningful relationships? What, what does a meaningful relationship look like? That's what we're talking about today. So the first thing I want to talk about is that relationships can have different levels. And we're going to look at those levels. The first level is black and white relationships or you could call them childish relationships. Just think about while we're talking today where, where you sit in these examples. So, these black and white childish relationships are relationships where we either receive without an expectation of giving or we give without an expectation of receiving. So, they're black and white. Some, someone else gives and we're receiving. We don't, it's not a two-way street. So, a child is like that. We give to them. It's really centered around them, what they want to eat, you know, what they want. I want that car. I want food. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And we give to them. Ideally, we grow out of that stage. <laughs> That's the ideal. But some relationships get stuck in this childish stage, and some people think that relationships are all about what we can get from other people. What are you going to give me? We probably know people who are in this stage who live with black and white relationships. They tend to listen to that famous radio station, WIIFM, <laughs> which is What's In It For Me radio. And they sing that song. They, they listen to that track all the time. What's in it for me? And they sing the What's In It For Me song and they speak the What's In It For Me lyrics and they live in a What's In It For Me world. It's all about me receiving and I don't have to give anything. That's childish relationships. The second type of relationship could be what you could call a teenage relationship or it has some colour. It's not black and white, there's some colour there. And these are relationships where I give but with an expectation of receiving. So that it's a, it is a two-way street. There is a give and a take. And it's a good relationship. For example, most businesses are built on this type of relationship. I go to a shop, and in exchange for something, I give them money, and they give me something. I give them money, and they give me shoes. <laughs> Who knows that one? I give them money, they give me food, I give them money. Whatever it is that you're purchasing that day. A few husbands nodding, grimacing. But when that, that business idea carries over into our personal relationships, it can become dangerous. The reason it can become dangerous is because when I give to you and expect something back, what if I don't get what I expect? Or what if I give more and then you don't give back more? What happens? I gave this much and you only gave me that much and that's not fair. That sort of thing can lead to manipulation in relationships. It can lead to codependency in relationships. It can lead to verbal abuse and even physical abuse. Because if I'm giving and I'm not getting what I expect, then sometimes that can make me pretty angry. 
I'm not speaking from personal experience here, but you know what I'm saying. Relationships, a lot of relationships is all about managing expectation. That's a big part of relationships. So these types of relationships work as long as everyone is getting what they think they should be getting. There's a problem, however, when one party doesn't get what they think they should be getting. And it can lead to all sorts of problems in relationships. You know, people who were only, only stayed in their marriage for less than 12 months for that reason, for this exact reason, because it wasn't, it wasn't working. I'm not getting what I need. Well, what are you giving? That would be my question. Okay, the final type of relationship, so we've had childish, teenage, and then the final type is a high-definition relationship. And it's actually the way that God relates with us. And it is giving with no expectation of return. God loves us whether we love him back or not. And it's only, it's only when we understand how God operates toward us that we can begin to operate that way toward others. Our relationship with God affects in a large way our relationships with other people. The foundation of every great relationship is Jesus. He teaches us how to have great relationships as we understand how he gives to us, then we can begin to, be to live that, this radical principle to get God to fill us up. When we first got married, I nearly sucked the life out of my husband. Feed me, make me feel okay. Make me feel like I'm okay. It's like a never-ending tank that could not be filled because no one person can ever fill us, can ever meet all our needs. I had to learn to go to God and get him to fill me because then I'm full and I can give. Okay. There is no greater treasure in life than having genuine friends because at the end of our life we are not going to look back at the things we accomplished at the money we have in the bank at the possessions that we have accumulated we're going to look at the people that we have loved and the people that have loved us that's what will matter so how do we give relationships the priority that they, they deserve in our life? I've got a couple of things that I want to talk about today. The first thing is to remember that God created you and me for relationships. We were actually created for relationships. Firstly, we were created for a relationship with God, but we were created to relate with each other. We are not islands. We cannot do it alone. The Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and that both were good. And then he created the sun, the moon and the stars and they were good. Then he created the sky and the land and the oceans. Good, good, good. And the animals, good. Then God created a human being. His most special creation. 
In fact, God, God said that it was the best. It was very good when he created Adam. And then the Bible says he looked around at all that he'd made, at all that he'd created, and he, he said everything was great with one exception. He looked at Adam, he looked at the human that he had created, and he saw that Adam was alone. And he, 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 must have, he wasn't happy with that because Genesis 2 says, Then the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. God created everything and everything was perfect with one exception and that one exception was a thing called loneliness, being alone. God said it's not good for any of us to be alone. We all need people. There are people here today and you know that. We all know that. Being surrounded by people doesn't necessarily mean that we aren't lonely. I'm not talking specifically about marriage today. I'm talking about being connected to people. There are some married people who are incredibly lonely. There, may, there, you know, there might be a lot of good things happening in our life. We might have money. We might be successful in our job. We might be moving up the career ladder. But if we don't have good connections, good relationships... It is not good. It is not good for man and woman to be alone. He, God created us for relationship. We need relationships to make it through life. We are not islands. I've said that. We can't survive by ourselves. Listen to this scripture. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10. Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who, who falls alone is in real trouble. You know, a lot of people read this at a, at a wedding and it's a great wedding scripture, but it's not just a wedding scripture. Two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. The friendships in your life can help you to succeed if they're good connections, good friendships. That's what we're here for, to, to be connected to each other and to help each other succeed in life. We can't do it alone. You may be saying, yeah, look, I, I, I know I need good relationships. I, I believe God created me for relationships. And I, I know that because I feel like I'm alone. But how do I find relationships? Well, that's my second point today is to find relationships we have to take a step and we have to take a step and it is a risk I must take the risk to connect with others if I want to have meaningful relationships we might think well why don't I have those meaningful relationships and we can blame it on lots of things we can blame it on Canberra like the rest of Australia. It's Canberra's fault. Well, no, no. Don't you like how they just say Canberra? Like as if... Anyway, don't start me. <laughs> Canberra people, they're just not friendly. 
They don't go out of their way to talk back to you. You're walking down the street and they look down. Or we blame it on the fact that it's hard to meet people in this city. Or we might say, oh gosh, I've just got such a full-on job. I don't have time for a social life. What's important? The bottom line is this. Whatever our reason is for not having meaningful relationships, to actually get meaningful relationships, we have to be willing to take a risk. Every relationship requires risk. If we don't take the risk of connecting with other people, we will never know the joy of real friendship. If we just stay in our own little safety zone, we will stay alone in our safety zone. Luke 8 19, Jesus says, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. Take a risk with a relationship and get more than you ever dreamed of or just play it safe. What are you going to do? I grew up in, uh, in my late primary and high school days in a group of three girls. Bad, bad, bad. Someone was always on the out. And it was n- normally me. And so I went, well, that's it. Shut up shop. Close up. Finish. I don't need friendships. I don't need anybody. What a lie that is. And so I had to get over that and I had to start taking risks. And I tell you what, they have been worth it. I would be lost without the friends I have in my life. It's so important. Do you know the best place for us to take a risk with relationship is in church? The number one way God has for us to connect with other people is through the church. The number one way at our church that we connect and meet new people and grow meaningful relationships is through life groups. It's through serving with other people. It's through praying with them, spending time with them, opening up and sharing with each other. It's doing life together. It's community. It's what we've been created for. Which brings me on to my third point, which is healthy relationships require sharing. Basic, I know. It sounds so simple. We're taught in kindergarten that we need to share. It's one of the basic rules of life. And this is what life is about in regards to relationships, sharing our life with other people. When we're in a relationship with someone, it's just about sharing our life with them. It's not super spiritual. It's not let's get into the deep depth of the word or the, let's talk about all the political things that are happening and, you know, just go into some deep zone. No, I just want to tell Paul what happened today. I just want to tell him how I felt and the silly, crazy little things that no one else cares about, but he does because we're in a relationship and our children mock us for it. You guys talking about that? Why are you talking about that? Because there's value that comes into in our lives when we're sharing it with somebody, and it doesn't have to be a marriage partner. It just someone, someone you can share with. Just the simple things. 
Billy Graham says, we are not cisterns made for hoarding. We are channels made for sharing. That's what life is all about. Just sharing the routine things of life. We're built to share our lives. It means less if we're not sharing it with someone. I travelled a lot with, wo- with work in a previous job. Went to some awesome places. And I didn't like it one bit. Because I, I, I was like, Paul's over in Australia, I'm over here. You've got to share it with someone. Okay. The last point this morning is this. We do have to share our life. That's where relationships begin. But the last point is not going to shock any of you, but it's that relationships require work. It's not always going to work. So you're going to have to work on it. When you get two people together, there's going to be problems. Because I'm not on the same page as you and you're not on the same page as me. And we have, sometimes we get issues. And as Simon Bowler says this, friendship is like money. It's easier made than kept. Once we have relationships and we're sharing our life together, sometimes we're going to have to do some repairs. We'll have to work on some things to keep the relationship strong. Some people don't do that. Some people just write them off. No, don't like them. No, they upset me. No, I don't like the way they dress. No, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) You You can make up any sort of excuse. But it's like they just have all these broken relationships all around them and they leave that person and leave that person and leave that person and leave that person and they wonder why they're so lonely. Because they won't do what it takes to keep a relationship alive. The Bible has a lot to say about keeping relationships strong. Have you noticed that God tells us what we need to do to do that? Rather than saying, oh no, don't worry about it, just wait for them to fix it. The Bible said that never. Never. Here at Matthew 5. This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and about to make an offering, you remember a grudge a friend has against you. Not a grudge you have against them. A a grudge a friend has against you. Abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out with God. Fix it first. Be the person that's going to fix it. Be the person that's committed to fixing the problem. Joseph Newton said, people are lonely because they build walls instead of bridges. Bridges. Is there a bridge you need to repair today? Is there a a fracture in a relationship with a friend that you need to repair today? It's hard. It's not easy. It can be really hard. It's hard to do it in friendships. It's hard to do it in marriage relationships. It's hard to do it in work relationships. But I tell you what, it's so worth it. It's incredibly worth it. 
Maybe the Holy Spirit's talking to you right now about a person, about a situation, about someone that you know something is not right. And he's saying, hey, 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 I want you to go. I want you to fix it. So, meaningful relationships. I give without the expectation of receiving. Whether you forgive me or not, I am going to forgive you. Whether you want to repair the relationship or not, I am going to forgive you. Whether you want to take a risk or not, I am going to take a risk and call you. I'm going to live out how God created me. And that is to, to be getting what I need from him so I can give it away. 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions, by what we do. It's a very powerful thought. I want you to take a moment this morning and ask God. Let's have a little reflection moment before we finish. And ask God to speak to you about your relationships, about how to, how to take them to the next level, how to, how to have meaningful relationships. Maybe God wants you to take a risk. For the first time, take a risk. Call that person. You've been looking at them and thinking, gee, I'd like to get to know them. Why don't you go... And meet them after church in the foyer and say, hey, take a risk. Maybe you li you've lived your life for so long as an island and he wants you to let down some walls. Maybe, as I've already said, you have a relationship that needs repair. Let's make this message personal today. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.